time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the weekly shit show that is Gorin Moore on Project Louder. As you know, I am your... Actually, you don't know. I am not the co-host with the co-host. TJ Bowser is not here today. Uh, the boss is taking a hiatus for a little bit, so we're going to let him relax. He's been going, what, three years now, strong now, Chad? Just about. Damn. I mean, Chad, myself, Bobby, we've all taken breaks. TJ has not, dude. He has done every fucking episode up till then. Uh, so I will be your interim host, Big Johnny D, the cuddly, cuddly, fluffy, fluffiest <laughs> of the uh, Gore and Morris group. And going but, by the but going by the fan episode, the most fuckable. Uh, no, most married. Uh, I think I got most married, honestly. It was one of the two. I'm, I'm not sure which. I got one F and I think I got three Marys. So apparently I'm <laughs> apparently I'm just the dude that knows how to cook and is a good cuddler and that's what everybody's ultimately looking for, I think. Me and TJ both got split 50-50. Half the people wanted to kill us, half the people wanted to chain us up in the basement. So <laughs> let me just say on that, the chaining on the basement, by the way, I don't know if that's necessarily a terrible thing. Because, I mean, like, unless you're talking, I guess, like, if you're zombified, like in Shaun of the Dead, then yeah, that would suck. Well, but, they, they wanted they wanted to keep me locked up so they could play video games. So yeah, it would be kind of like Shaun of the Dead. A little bit, but you know, you'd be alive and they could still have their way with you. So, you know, there's always that option. <laughs> I'm not sure well, how I feel about that. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I love video games, so it wouldn't really hurt my feelings. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man, uh, as everybody's seen, we also do not have our amazing big boy co-host, Bobby Amone. Uh, he is. I, I would like to say the yeah. reason they are not here. Uh, they actually went to Las Vegas and eloped. Yo, I'd be a little upset because <laughs> as a minister, I'd be kind of wanting to do that. You that's, know what I mean? That's like, a good point. That would be that my first point. Listen, and honestly, I think I got what? Seven in the bag now? Bro, I have been waiting, waiting for a costume wedding, man. Because obviously that's way up my bag. You know what I mean? Like, So, so nobody's had like a theme wedding yet? No, dude. And I know, man. I am just like holding out for that. Like one, like, fuck yes, dude. Like. And I think I think the holdout is actually there's a couple in my Ghostbusters group mm -hmm. that have been in, uh, engaged for a while. So nice. I'm hoping that'll be the big one. And obviously that's just will be like straight up GB themed, which will still be amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sweet. But uh, moving on, we're going to go and I'm, I'm, I'm apologize to everybody now because I can't fucking do this like TJ. But we're going to move on to the slice of life. That's pretty Chad, sweet. Yeah, how man. have you been? Sir? I have been well. I have been busy at work. Uh, actually, last week was the first week, and I don't know how long, that uh, I actually got to leave on time every day. No shit. Dude. Yeah. That, I feel like talking to you every week, man. That just does not happen to you ever. <laughs> well, the, re the reason is we've had some uh, uptick in COVID cases in our area. So the company is really cracking down and they don't want they want to keep shift separation. So they don't want cross contamination between uh, first and second shift, second and third shift. So we literally have to be out of the building by three thirty now. Um, so what is your what, what's your um, in between time between shifts then? Like a half hour, I think. Is so there a cleanup time? Like, is there? A yeah. We we have we have to clean up several times at work anyway. Well, yeah, I mean that's 
And I feel like that's kind of how everybody's has been like, you know, yeah. everybody's up do like that. You know, I drive fork trucks, dude. They want you to clean it at the beginning of the shift, end of the shift. And anytime anybody else jumps on it, which, you know, understandable, right. whatever. But so so you guys got to pretty much clean up shop. It gets to sit for 30 minutes and then the next shift rolls in. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, you ain't pounding out them 16 hour days, bro. I know those were killing you. So but we can be asked to work overtime if the situation demands it. And, no I, know, and I know next week and the week after are going to be hell on us. So there might be some uh, 16 hour days. I'm not going to say a guaranteed though. Let me ask you, man, do you see a common fluctuation in that job to where, you know, there's going to be the ups and downs per the month or end of the week, end of the month, every month, Yeah, the last week of the month, we can always count on that. I'm, I'm not going to say anything on that particular topic. However, I working at a pizzeria back in my youth. Yeah. That was about the same thing. <laughs> First the end of every month, bro. Just fucking out the ass. So yeah, like I was saying, aside from that, you know, not much has been going on. I, uh, I this weekend I played the hell out of Last of Us Part Two. How was that? And I, I I really enjoyed it. I don't care what everybody says. And I actually finished it last night. So, and I understand this might be a little bit more wake and bake topic. So I apologize. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sorry for everybody that missed wake and bake yesterday. That was my fault. I'll explain a little bit. But uh, (laughs) I say it was my fault, but whatever. but no, man, like, so let me ask you, dude, because everybody knows the big, like, why it kind of got shit on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, we don't, Joe, so you fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say it was not as bad, but I would you say, would you say, like, as what everybody was talking about, was it really, like, as built up as everybody built it up to be, or no? Like, You mean in a, in a negative light? No, I don't think so. I really enjoyed the storyline. It made a lot of sense in the setting, especially because uh, because of what happens in the beginning, and if if you don't want spoiled, I won't spoil it. But get, it, 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 just, it just starts this whole cycle of revenge going back and forth. That's, you know, that's you, fine. Yeah, and you play back and forth between two characters, and you're following their storyline, and you see it from one person's point of view, and you see it from the other person's point of view, and they both... They both have valid reasons for doing what they're doing. I so do love that shit, dude. Yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. really pick a protagonist and an antagonist because you know you're kind of rooting for both of them throughout the storyline. No shit. Yeah, and I really it was really <laughs> Well, hold the fuck on, TJ. Let me <laughs> wait a minute. Let me let me change my light card a little bit. Maybe I don't know if that'll fucking do anything. Probably fucking not. Uh I can't yeah, mess with my lighting too here. There. Ooh, ooh, that's horrible. Um <laughs> I guess my biggest question was. Did it seem like it was pandering at all? Because I feel like that was the biggest negative that I, don't I heard. Believe, I don't believe so. It didn't really feel like it was pandering to me. So it wasn't the new like 2018 Black Christmas. I don't think 2019, so. 2019, whatever. I don't yeah. think so because you know you play as Ellie throughout the part of the game. Right, right. And you play as another female character. Uh, but it, it doesn't really feel like pandering. It's not about girl power. It's nothing like that. It's not very anti-male. It's it's all about the cycle of violence and how one thing begets another thing begets another thing. It's right. It's, it, it's it's a very it's a very important story i feel okay then honestly man you sold me dude i might have to pick it up because honestly i have not uh i mean i love the first one and i still have a few exclusives for playstation to go through but other than that i would say keep your eyes open for black friday deals because i got it on prime day for 40 bucks so if you Ooh. don't if you don't want to drop 60 on it i would keep your eyes open and see if you can get it for like around when i got it I mean, for 40 enough. bucks that's a pretty fair price for it nice man so anything else going on in the week besides some sweet gaming and shit, Bob? Just enjoying this beautiful weather we've got going on. I don't know about the rest. I don't know about everybody else, but where I live, I live about an hour north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it's been like in the 70s, almost in the 80s a couple of days for almost like the past week, which is completely mm-hmm. unheard of for this time. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
Dude, have kids I, playing outside whenever they can. That uh, I've been right there with you, man. Luckily, Central New York has been riding that train, and it has just been like we had that weird blip of fucking snow, and now it's all of a sudden like September again. You're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, definitely. Nice, man. Yeah, glad the kids are getting out and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know they're just continuing on with school. What else has been going on? Um, not really a whole lot. I let the the wife go have a day with her friend Crystal. So it was Spotty. me. And the kids. So yeah. <laughs> so me and the kids attempted to sit down and watch the Phantom Menace, and about half an hour, uh, about halfway in, my son decided he was bored, so we shut it off. <laughs> I can't really blame him. Phantom Menace isn't my favorite anyway. So we got to finish Give that. Yeah. I think I think he'll like it once he gets uh, more into it, like the right. of the story. Once you start appreciating all the backstory bullshit and everything, yeah. And he liked Jar Jar Binks, and that didn't surprise me at all. Yo, man, I want. Th- what do you think about him being a Sith? And I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I've seen that. No, okay. <laughs> no, he, he was a pawn. He's not a mastermind. He was just a pawn. Okay, so my favorite thing about Jar Jar Binks is nothing actually in the movie of Jar Jar Binks, but it's actually from the movie Fanboys, and it's when Seth Rogen's character fucking shows his big old tattoo. Have you seen this? <laughs> okay, yeah. This is fucking Jar Jar Binks. He's going to be the coolest character ever. Fuck yeah. Oh, so great. <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. I it was, seen that dude. In a long time. I agreed. Agreed. But enough about me. How about you, brother, man? Oh, man. So I can't take the line because I don't do podcasts here and podcasts there. Uh, Unfortunately, we were supposed to do Wake and Bake yesterday, but I had a family event thing come up. Nothing bad. It was just um, something came up and it just wasn't going to work into the time with Wake and Bake. So we are going to try to fit it in sometime this week. TJ and I are going to talk a little bit more about that, but... uh, Peace on Death Jar Jar. Yeah, see? <laughs> Fucking bringing it all full circle. Um, other than that, let's see. Did obviously normal work bullshit. I don't know how much I should talk about this, but we actually had our second union vote today for our contract. Ooh. So I'm not going to lie, man. Big Johnny D might have been on fucking strike it tomorrow. It, it could have been a lot. Yeah, dude. I was sweating a little bit the last couple of uh, hours because not that like it'd be terrible, but at the same time, man, you, you never want to go on fucking strike. No. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? That's not. just no. And especially because it's like, bro, I feel like all of our luck. That's when it's just gonna be like, you know what? All right. Fuck this nice weather. Let's turn that <laughs> shit around. We're going to drop some fucking snow. But I was I was joking about it in the fashion that it was because I was talking to my boys and I was just like, yo. Time to bring the gravity chairs and charge up the switches, man. We're going to have a fun day tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to rock some Mario Kart. But nice. Thank God we're not going on strike. So I don't want to say anymore because, you know, I don't know what the policy is, but I think it's good to go. And I doubt anybody from work watches me on this anyway. So fuck that. Other well, than that, I, yeah, besides Joe, but, you know, he's been my homie for about 20 fucking years now. So Friday, was it Friday? Yes, it was Friday. Friday, I uh, was fucking around on the new PC. And like I said, dude, said before, I'm still new learning all this shit. Well, I found there was this, I have an instant stream fucking function on this. And I was like, oh, sweet. Let's check this shit out. 
And so, of course, I'm playing the new game that TJ and I have been rambling about for the last couple of weeks, Phasmophobia. And our beloved DBK, Brody, was on. So Brody and I streamed for about a good two and a half fucking hours. Yeah, there he is. What's up, you fucking cunt? Um, but yeah, so Brody and I streamed for about a good solid two hours, man. And it was fun as fuck. And then Quarter J, uh, another co-host from Comics and Kaijus, uh, Mr. Matthew joined us. And then we did for another like another two and a half hours of fucking streaming, dude. So like, and Brody bounced a little bit there. So then Matt and I carried it on to about like 3.30. And then we were both just like, we are done. <laughs> but uh, it was funny, man. Matt had to uh, walk around the whole time, man. We were waiting for Matt. He got DoorDash or some bullshit like that, dude. And the asshole dropped it all the way across his apartment complex. Like, it just sent a picture of the thing. So Matt's like, I got to go on the thing and, like, search for my food. He's like, I'm leaving you guys on Discord so I don't feel, like, weird. I was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> so, so, he, so he took his phone with him, was stayed on Discord to talk? Yeah, so he literally just hopped nice. on Discord, his phone went. He did find his food, so, you know, congrats to him. Unfortunately, it was a little cold, but, you know, that'll happen. But the dope thing is, I probably, I shouldn't even say it because I'm probably stealing a story. <laughs> What's to say it? guy <laughs> But the motherfucker was refunded because he bitched about it, which to be I, fair, would I would too. So he was refunded, but he still got his, he still found his food. So nice. And they gave him a credit. So he was refunded plus. So he made money. Wow. Right? Nice. Um, so dude, stream phasmophobia. That was super fun. Uh started looking at more streaming shit, dude. Like I've already had a Twitch account, but I've never fucking used it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So and boss man shouted out. So maybe possibly looking up into the future, you might see more streams come out. actually come through project louder and we'll go live on the page here and YouTube. And uh, yeah, we'll try to get as many like people of the network essentially as we can, man, like on different games and shit, dude. Cause yo, I mean, especially with, and I brought it up many times, power Rangers, dude, I'll <laughs> buy power Rangers on PC just to fucking stream it because it's cross platform. You know what I mean? I can get all of us on there and shit. Like, I don't give a shit, dude. So that's very possible coming. You won't have to buy it for the PC because you can still you can any PS4 games that you buy, you can still you can play on your computer. Well, I know, but I have it on the switch. And if I wanted to do the switch, oh, oh, oh I would either oh, have to get a capture card or I actually found there's a super ghetto way to do it. But I can actually use my Xbox one essentially as a capture card and stream. So I'd have to run my switch dock through the secondary Xbox port. And you stream from the Xbox to the P. Yeah, dude, it's like fucking. It's like human centipede of the systems, bro. <laughs> and you might drop signal doing it that way too. That and frame rate and every. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, but that's gonna be you know down the road, right? Uh, Saturday, just enjoyed myself. Uh, hung out with the family. Sunday, our family event. We actually rented a movie theater because uh, my wife's grandparents wanted to see my kid and. Uh, all the cousins and stuff so with covid nothing's really fucking open still like everything's open but it's open weird you know so like bowling alleys are open but they're only open for leagues right now so like you can't go open bowl or anything like that so that kind of sucks but you can run on a fucking movie theater for two hours for 60 bucks nice and dude i already i the whole time we were we watched kung fu panda which is my you know dear to my heart as a (laughs) i love that shit (laughs) Um, but the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, man, 
I got I got a couple buddies that are super into horror. I'm like, what movies are we going to watch in this? Because we need to rent the shit out. And I would like to at least do two hours. Because or I'm sorry, two movies. So you got four hours. That's only 120 bucks per one person. So that's 60 bucks per person to watch two movies in a theater by yourself. They don't give a shit if you bring your own beverages and food or anything like that in. So I'm like, yo, dude, I'd hit up fucking like little shitters or something like that, dude, and bring some fucking pizza with me. Um, oh, yeah. But, dude, I'm thinking like Haunt and maybe like something I haven't seen yet. I don't know. But it'll be fun. That'd be dude. sweet. That'd be sweet. And then yesterday I actually did another photo shoot um, with the Gallows crew. It was very nice day for it. I brought my buddy Ryan out who I've shot before as Ghost Jason, but I haven't actually had him with any like models or anything like that yet. And so we had three different models there and we actually had like two different shoots going on at the same fucking time. So like there was a photographer and a Jason and a model like over yonder here. And then I had my Jason and model over fucking here. Nice. And uh, it was pretty good, man. It was, uh, it was pretty fun. The girls are always like fucking great sports, dude. Uh, especially cause. And anybody knows, man, you try to get in a good shot. You're. To get that good shot, you're going to definitely feel it. You know what I mean? Like whether you're holding a pose for way too fucking long or you're mm-hmm. up against something very uncomfortable or whatever like that. Thank you, TJ. I, some of them came out fucking awesome. I'll have to show you guys, dude. I like them a lot. But other than that, man, uh, dude, had a hell of a fucking time fighting this fucking movie. Yeah, that was... Holy that was shit. And let up. me just I've... say, first and foremost, I apologize to you, sir. I did not mean to it's not, uh, come it out with fun. any disdain or anything. It and... I want to say also to our listeners, I apologize if you try to find this fucking movie right now, because good fucking luck. Um, Unless you own it like Dark Lord here or you have Bobby did get to watch it. Unfortunately, Bobby just got caught up in schooling. But right now, the only thing that I could find in our country, because I I thought it was region locked. Mm -hmm. Turner Classic Movies somehow is able to play it. So I don't know if they specifically are just like holding the rights on that shit right now. They must. That's 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 really bizarre because this is a this right because classic. You think something like this would be like everywhere? And, and dude, Voodoo, Amazon, and obviously like YouTube and shit. You you can find the trailers. YouTube, you can find the clips. Dude, I even went as far as to like dip into like Google Play and shit. You know what I mean? Like the shit you would never, still couldn't fucking find it. So I ended up doing the fucking balls move. And the only way I could do it is if you get Hulu subscription with live TV. So I was like, Ooh. fuck it, dude. I need to watch this movie. So, <laughs> so I did that. <clears throat> Went through all the shit. I got to watch it. I was hooking up our boy TJ with it. Dude, Hulu is so on the down row. They, they just wouldn't let him do it because he's out of state. And it was like, this is not your right IP address. And it was just, they weren't fucking having it at all. Fucking Disney. I was like, ah. Oh, Fuck, dude. So, Gorehounds, if you're listening, unless, like I said, unless you own it or you go on Amazon or something and actually buy the physical copy, you know what? And to, uh, I think I know why Hulu did it too. I think it's because Hulu's partnered with Disney now. That's what I said. Fucking Disney. That's exactly. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't catch that part. I, I think you like kind of paused for a second. It looked like it froze. Yeah, I think I'm having. I think I'm having connection issues. I, hold on a second. Let me see if I can refresh. Real oh, quick. you're fine, dude. All right, all right. Give me, give me like one minute here. Yeah. And Greg, I see you said you never seen it. Oh my god, dude. It's it's a great '80s vampires movie. And stick with us, man. We'll continue more into it. But if you're a fan of Bill Paxton like myself, 
I think you'll thoroughly enjoy. Uh, all right, we got our Dark Lord back. Right, let's see. Let's Welcome hope this works you. better. Welcome back, sir. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a hell of a thing. And it just sucks that, you know, we we didn't find out until like 7.30 last night when I'm already halfway into the movie. If I was seeing that, I would have been like, shit, I can just shut this off. But I, I was ignoring my phone. So I'm sitting here watching with the wife. And I was like, oh, shit, it's kind of too late now because by the time you guys... <laughs> Got to me. I was like, well, I don't have time to watch another movie because I still got to get a shower oh, and everything. I felt bad, too, because and you know what? I honestly dude, I feel like in the year and a half I've been on the show, we may have kind of run into a situation like this once and it still wasn't even that bad. Like we were still able to find it. Yeah. But like, I don't remember. I, I, yeah, I couldn't remember I think, which one I think it, was, it was, but I think it was just before dawn. It might have been because we had to go to YouTube to find it. Yes. I think you're right because that's why you and I had to fucking watch the eight extra minutes of. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Oh man, it always comes back to that. It does, man. But you know what? I think it's time to move on and let's get into this fucking. Yeah, yeah. Let's dig. Let's go balls deep into this. All right. So, Gorehounds, we are talking Near Dark from 1987, directed by Catherine Bigelow. 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 Deuce Bigelow, written by Eric Red and Catherine Deuce Bigelow, produced by Stephen Charles Jaffe, Jaffe, Jaffe? I don't know, Jaffe. Jaffe, starring Adrian Pastar as Caleb Colton, Jenny Wright as May, Lance Hendrickson as Jesse Hooker. Can, all right, just got a side note, bro. That rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. That was Aww. classic. Bill Paxton, rest in peace, as Severin. Jeanette Goldstein, Vasquez, Scoops, where you at? Uh, as Diamondback, Joshua John Miller as Homer, Marcy Leeds as Sarah Colton, Tim Tom- Tom- Thomason, Thomerson as Lloyd Colton, music yeah. by T- Tangerine? Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Dream. Cinematography by Adam Greenberg. Edited by Howard E. Smith. Distributed by De- DeLaurentis Entertainment Group. De this was released on October 2nd, 1987. Runtime of 95 midgets. Budget of $5 million. Grossed 3.4. There, there's a reason for that. And, and I'll, I'll go into it more in my show notes, but the reason it didn't do so well is because it didn't, uh, it didn't really get uh, the publicity it needed. It didn't really get wide distribution because this was actually the last film that the De Laurentiis group put out. Really? They were on the verge. Of, yeah. They were on the verge of bankruptcy at the time. Oh yeah. No shit. Yeah. I mean, they almost made it. They were, they were almost, they were there. They were close. And the, and this movie became a cult classic since then. So you know, it might have failed at the box office, but it, it it succeeded in other areas. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it definitely has gained a cult following for sure. Um, yeah. But I would say it's probably about that time, sir. So uh, what do you got? Yeah, I think let's uh, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> this this, by the way, TJ would like me to say is the internet. Separate your head from your shoulders. Do it fast. All right. The times roll. Woo! No, 
must kill me then. Caleb Colton no longer belongs to our world. We'll give him a week to see if we can call him one of us. He belongs to hers. But you have to learn to kill. He belongs to theirs. I don't want to kill. He makes a kill tonight. And they all belong to the night. Three hours short for a bus ticket home. You help me out? What are you on? Believe me, I told you. Just don't think of it as killing. Amen. Don't think at all. It's something that you do night after night. It's only ever a question of how. Nervous. I would be too if I were you. Near dark. Could be your boys falling in with control. Check out time. Watch yourself some time, son. I'm so glad they showed the tail, dude. Like, damn, this is my family. Let's go. <laughs> Do you want me to do the plot rundown? Uh, if you'd like, sir, you take it right away. Buddy. Yeah, I do not mind at all. Country boy Caleb Colton whittles away the quiet rural nights hunting local girls. But when he falls prey to the mysterious and beautiful May, Caleb unbeknowingly becomes the hunted. May is no ordinary girl, Caleb soon learns. She is part of an outlaw band of vampires, and their love is about to lure him into a terrifying world of bloodlust, mayhem, and absolute horror. Will Caleb pay the ultimate price for love and eternal life? Or will he find a way to defeat the evil growing inside of each night near dark? Oh, very nice, nice, nice. So uh, we do actually have a video that was sent in from our lovely, lovely doppelganger King of Benga. Um, So let's play that. Howdy there, folks. It's your boy all the way from Australia. It's your DKB. And as I do every week, (laughs) give my little fucking two cents to the Gorham Moore boys. So today I'm going to talk about Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark. Now, to me, this is a masterpiece in the vampire genre. I honestly think it's the best vampire film. It's my favorite vampire film. Um, only just beating out to the Lost Boys, and I don't like to compare the pair. Um, they're both sort of similar in certain categories, where this film, I feel, t- is a bit more grounded. Um, and that's what I love about it the most, because, yes, it is a horror film. You do have your clever dialogue, ultra-violence. But for me, also what makes this film is Bill Paxton's performance. Now, Bill Paxton always brings his A-game and Lance Henriksen to no matter what fucking movie they do. But Bill Paxton was made for this role. It was just, it was, yeah, he had to have this role. And I don't see anyone else fulfilling his shoes in this role. He has a sinister urge about him. and But also at the same time, he's funny. And that's what this horror movie needed, I think, was that little bit of one-liners in the dialogue just to break up the real seriousness about it, and that's what makes this movie fun. Um, 
And having said that, I love how Bigelow has taken this film and put a, her own little twist on it, you know, and you find that out at the end. That's what I love. Um, fucking Gora Moorscore. Now, this was a tough one because I actually really, really looked into this, um, whether it be the amazing cinematography, um, that overall tone of gothic, it, like, mm-hmm. it feels like a gothic western. And I, to me, I've never seen that before. I don't think I have, but and I don't think it's ever been done before. And just seeing this is like, holy fuck, like, it's, yeah, beautifully shot. So, you know, uh, the story is there. It's great. Um, and these characters are so interesting because each one has a little backstory that they only give you hints of that leaves you to pick up the pieces in your own mind. And that's that's what I love, the thinking man's horror movie. So... Today I'm going to give it a Goromore score of a 5 out of 5. As I said, fucking beautifully shot film. It's a masterpiece. Everything's there. Everything hits the nail on the head. It hits, the, hits its marks. Um, yeah, 5 out of 5 for me. So until next week, this is your DKB <laughs> saying get fucked cunts and I'll catch you mother lickers later. Oh, we love you, Brody. Thank you so much, Mr. Brody Kane. Hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, and I was also asked to give you shit for filming that in vertical. So this is from TJ. He did mention that. There you go. <laughs> we still love you, but what the fuck? Uh... <laughs> That's great. That's great. No. All right. So also, okay. So Brody gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ asked us to use that for his score for his score, essentially. So we'll just say Brody slash TJ score of a five right. uh, for when we do our final score at the end. Did And we got one from Bobby, correct? Yes, we did. That was Bobby gave it a 4.0. Okay. That's what I, all right. So that being said, we're going to take a yeah, peek behind that curtain, everybody. So, uh, do you want to discuss it amongst uh, the two of us first? Well, we should. Yes, we should. I'm sorry. I am fucking, uh, I'm going to jump in here. But yeah, man. That's quite all right. So this was probably, I would say, my actual second full time watching it. Uh, I know you said you own this, so I'm assuming you've seen it many times. Actually, <laughs> no. The funny thing is, I bought this a long time ago. I actually got it in the cheap bin at Walmart. This nice. is actually the first time I've watched it. Did you even have to take the plastic off of it? No, 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 no. The plastic. Oh, that's always the best feeling, a- dude. <laughs> I cannot stand. I cannot stand buying a movie and putting it on the shelf and leaving it in the plastic. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has to be unwrapped. Like when, uh, like if if my mother in law buys like uh, a microwave or something, you know how it has that protective plastic. She leaves it on there. I'm like, take this off. <laughs> it, it bothers me. It's like t- peel it the hell off. That's funny. But yeah, uh, that was this was my first time watching it. Uh, I don't know. If I know. Blu-ray. Let me see. To answer TJ's question, he's asking if it was on Blu-ray. So you said you got it on the DVD. Uh, no, no, I have the Blu-ray. No, sorry. Oh, you yeah, do have the Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah, it was put up by Lionsgate a number of years ago. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I guess so... it's out of print now. I don't know. I don't know. That version is out of print. I don't know if there's any any others on the market right now. So right here, according to this one, actually, we just had one, although I, oh, no, I think it might be German, though. So there was actually one released in May 22nd 
uh, this year. Really? Yeah. Um, damn. But no, it looks like it's all German. Has English subtitles and shit, but hmm. shitty. Maybe they're like, maybe they're planning some re-release of it or something. Like I said, dude, it's it's weird that it's uh for real. Cunts can't give us anything. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know if TCM is just like holding down the dick because of it. Like, I don't know if they can. If that's like, it seems like it wouldn't be locked to the other sales of stuff. You know what I mean? If it was re like, it wouldn't even seem like TCM shouldn't even be able to have it if it was region locked. Now, there might be some kind of rights dispute going on right now, too, like with Friday the 13th. I mean, and we're just lucky we got that Scream Factory set for that. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, dude, I wish. Speaking of Friday the 13th, it's a little cyber. Dude, have you seen that there's been people modding, so they've actually like unlocked all the Jason X shit in it for the PC? Oh, that's been going on for a while. And there for the longest time, uh, Gun Media was saying that, you know, if we do, if we see you catch you doing this, you're going to get banned. You know, you'll get blocked. You'll be banned from the game. But I have yet to actually find anyone that was actually banned for using it. Okay, so if anybody listening is a fan, but you don't know for some reason, I'm sure you do, that they are killing dedicated servers for the game for all bases. So now yes. it's only going to be like, yes, the game. That doesn't mean the game is dead. It just means that it's just private servers. There's no nothing dedicated, and that means if the host leaves, your game's fucked. That means you, you're going to get a lot more cheating, a lot more potential modding. So it's going to be like it was, you know, the first. The first yeah. So take all the glitches and then times that by 50. And that's what you're going to fucking get. <laughs> it's going to suck. Like, I'll still try to fucking play. But here's my point. It's like, yo, OK, if you're saying the game is dead, right? Like. Why not just release the shit that's already in the code? Now, this was brought up by a buddy of mine, Peter, and he even said he's like, why are they really he he asked the question why are they releasing that game on ps5 if they just admitted they're they're killing the game and i was like yo dude sales simple as that pretty much because they just brought it out on switch with this uh this past year yeah right You're, and i almost got it again on switch but i was like no i already have it on xbox and i don't play it enough as it is so fuck it but enough of that bullshit right <laughs> but yeah like i said this is my first time watching it and i know the camp is divided you know, uh, Lost Boys came out just a few months prior to this. It came out in, what, July of 87, I think? Uh, I believe so, yes. And this came out in October, so there's just a few months separating them. And uh, it's it's almost exactly 50-50 of which one says is the better movie. I personally think Lost Boys is a better movie by far. I think Lost Boys has a little bit more substance to it, maybe? I... I... I'm not trying to shit on this movie by any means. I actually really do enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just feel there's constantly more going on in Lost Boys than there was with this. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And uh, I mean, that's and, and not Bro- the thing Brody, I wouldn't. Brody is 100% right. They were trying to make a Western when they made this. Oh, yeah. But, but they're, the Western's kind of dead, so they just made it and adapted it into a vampire movie. Which, I mean, that's kind of like almost a good aesthetic through vampire movies because mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn, I would say that's kind of Western-esque. Vampires, that's obviously. obviously Western. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, TJ. <laughs> you know what? He's reading I'm our a little minds. upset, actually, because I just watched it on Prime the other day, and I was like, I'm going to go watch it again. And they already took it off. Like, it's on Prime. You can rent it, but they took it off, like, just, you know, Prime, like, watchability. I'm like, oh. Fuck you, dude. That was literally like three days ago. 
Uh, I would say check other places because usually when it leaves Prime, it'll go to like Shutter, Hulu, something. Right. I mean, dude, I should just get the Blu-ray. Honestly, it's a great fucking movie. But no, so this movie, man, like I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, this was my second full watch. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like the first time I didn't even watch it all the way through. I really enjoy it. It's a nice, it's an awesome vampire story. Like you don't have to go fucking. We're already established vampire lore. Just kind of like I'm. I don't want to sit here and compare it to Lost Boys. You know what I mean? Because that's not. But unfortunately, it's going to happen. And and this huh. film, there's there's almost no vampire lore, so to speak. I mean, the only thing sure is that they have a weakness to sunlight. Right, and that they drink blood. Like literally, yeah. like it's just. Well, we know they can heal super fast. Um, right. And they have some super strength. Like, they, you know, I mean, they had the normal vampire characteristics, but. But they didn't exploit any of the weaknesses that we know from no. the, the basic. Like, you did, there was nothing about crosses or holy water or nope, silver nope. or anything like that. This was just like, yo, shotgun. <laughs> In fact, did you notice that um, Jesse had a cross on his pistol hilt, on the handle of his pistol? So Did he? he I did not. Yes, he did. That's awesome. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I like this because you could almost, I mean, you need the vampirism in it, but you could almost take out the vampirism in it and it would still be just an awesome, like kidnapping story mm-hmm. or like, like, on the, the, like the first, like the first half of from dusk till dawn almost. Oh yeah, dude. I have one buddy funny story on that movie. I had one buddy that had no idea that was a vampire movie, right? We never nice. told him nothing. Now, I personally love when it gets to the vampire part, right? Mm-hmm. But he's, dude, he's just fucking eating this up, dude. Big bowl of cereal. Like, he's just loving this, like, <laughs> brother fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, this sweet on-the-run movie. And then when it got to the vampires, he, dude, it was just like you heard the record. Like, what? he was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this shit? And I'm like, this is where it gets awesome. He's like, no, that's, he's, what? Where the fuck did the vampires go? I'm like, that's fucking what makes it sweet dude it was dude, that, i want i want to pull that switcheroo on the wife sometime make her sit there and think she's watching watching you know watch from dust to dawn. she thinks she's watching this one thing and it just does a complete 180 and turns into a has she never seen it movie. no oh dude no, she's, not, be- she's not a horror fan so anything that i watch you know I, anything, I, anything i watch she's watching for the first time i like i'm sad i wasn't there with him when he was watching that you know what i mean like just to see <laughs> his reaction but I would love to do that to somebody. I mean, I feel like it would almost be hard to try to tell somebody like, yo, let's watch Dust of Dawn and not have them know about it. Right, right. Because it's like so that, famous now. Oh, my God, dude, right? It's got to be almost 30 years old, right? No, 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 no. It came out in the 90s. I know that. Well, yeah, dude, but 90s kids are reaching their 30s. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're That's starting true. You're probably right. It might be late 90s, so we'll, we'll maybe. But no, oh, man, this movie is older than I already am. Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> It's coming, TJ. It's like the shark in the water. Um, no, man, Bill Paxton, dude, fucking hits it hard in this movie. Uh, he is literally, and I love Lance Hendrickson. I would probably disagree with Brody. I don't know if Lance, listen, I and this might, I might get a lot of backlash. I would say Lance brings it like 98% of the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a few of them that Lance literally was like, yo, dude, I'm doing this shit for a paycheck. And I don't. Yeah, he, he, some of them, he just kind of phones it in. Oh, yeah. Um, not this one I liked. I'm not saying he didn't in this one. Yeah, it's not his best performance, but it's not his worst either. No, no. Like, dude, give me Lance Hendrickson from Pumpkinhead, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
But no, still good in this movie. But like I said, dude, Bill Paxton's like steals the show. And he's not even the main dude. Like, that's the best part. Like, he's not your main character. And I got to say, man, I hate what they did with the main character on the new cover art. I don't know, unless that's the same cover art you have. But they definitely like twilighted the fuck. Yep, that's the same one. That's oh. exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, I, and then I think this. I think that's probably you know right around this time time frame when this Blu-ray came out was probably when Twilight first hit. Oh, they, of course it was. They were like, "Yo, we have this older vampire movie that people don't know about, and we need to try to sell it. So let's make it like Twilight and dumb teen." They upped the romance it. angle on it. Yeah, and do and the cover. If you were to look at that cover, you would not expect what you're going to watch in this movie. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You're not expecting the shotgun blast and the fucking gore and like you'd be like you'd expect like some fucking bullshit rip off of Twilight, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and they, that, that's that's like complete opposite of the original poster and everything came out with it with where uh, Bill Paxton with his half burnt face oh, and the blood all, fucking all over his yeah. mouth, dude. That is like the image to me for this movie. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like it's I always think of him just leaning there with the leather jacket, dude, blood all over the face, sunglasses yep. on, like. That is, that's fucking, dude. And he's that whole bar scene, dude. He's fucking like just. I don't know why this was. This is such a weird thought, but like because he was in Terminator, I almost like had this weird. I'm like, I want to see this version of Paxton as a vampire versus Arnold as a Arnold as the Terminator. I don't know why, but dude, like he just seemed like so much more badass than he normally usually. I would, I, I, I would, I would have to give the edge to Arnold for that. Well, he, he could literally just punch a hole right through Bill Paxton. But he's a vampire. Yeah, you rip his heart out. It's probably still going to kill him. It's very possible. I guess it would have to be for the. Yeah. That's It'd be interesting. Call, It'd be a sweet fight, dude. That'd be like one of those like weird, uh, yo, man, like those weird horror battles and shit, dude. Right. But like every, <laughs> most people always go like weird mainstream. So we're like, nah, dude, we're going fucking Severn from goddamn near dark versus the Terminator versus the but Terminator. It's got to be. It's got to be the first Terminator. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was what was in my head. It was because he killed Bill Paxton. So I was just like, I want to see Bill Paxton vampire take on fucking Arnold. But no, man, I I, I kind of wonder how much of Bill Paxton's dialogue in that scene was ad lib versus what was in the script. Ooh, you know, I would because it kind of it kind of makes you think. You know, Bill Paxton. They probably just said because he ad libbed all the good lines in Aliens. So it's a good chance they just said, hey, you know what? Just do your thing, man. And this was, was this the same year as Alien? Was Aliens 87 yeah. or 88? Aliens was 86. And this was 86. Aliens was 86? Yes. Damn. By the way, did That's you right. notice it on the marquee? When it showed the, the town, Aliens was playing in the theater. Well, A, I didn't. But I fucking hope <laughs> so because, God damn, there's three fucking actors in this movie that are from the movie. <laughs> like, holy. There would have there been four, but Michael Bean turned it down. What would Michael be in, Ben? I think he was going to be Caleb. Mm, I think he would have been too old for that role, personally. I don't know. Was There wasn't really like a set age for, for Caleb, though. I don't know. I figured like he was like 18, 19. I figured like it was kind of like... I was that. thinking early 20s. Okay. I, I mean... Yeah, because I guess he never like talked about school or anything, so he might have been. Yeah, I don't know, but like Michael Bean would have been like late twenties, early thirties at that point, though, wouldn't he? Yeah, he could have pulled it off, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 
what could have been, right? Right. But no, man, all in all, I think this was a great movie. A uh, lot of sweet action. Um, yeah, there was. I love their fucking RV. I don't know why, but it's just the idea of that's like their thing to travel. Where You know what I mean? Like, I really don't even know why they trashed it. I mean, the only people that saw it was uh, the, the dad and the daughter. Yeah, the family. Right. Yeah, and then like yeah, they steal the they they steal a fucking van, start taping all the windows and shit, dude. Like I love how they mm-hmm. just start driving with the people and everything. But it's I don't know, it's a cool movie, man. It it like I said, it's and it's not like it is horror, but it has its it, it definitely has its action. It kind of fits well with our vibe of last week from They Live. Oh man, that shootout at the bungalow was fantastic. Oh, dude. It, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And Weird little kid grandpa vampires and fucking <laughs> uh, uh, just we'll, we'll we'll discuss that little shithead. Oh, when it comes right? to questions, fuck that little asshole. Oh god! Um, I, but anyway, I've never, wanted, I've never wanted a little kid to die so much in my whole life. Yeah, like, he was I was a little kid though. Dating. He wasn't a little kid. He was stuck in a little. I I kind of got the feeling that he sired all of them though. I think he did too. Like I think he was actually the head one, and that's why they kept calling him grandpa. I, I think so too. But because he was in a youth's body, like that's why he was always still just fucked. Mm -hmm. Uh, So other than that, man, I mean, I'd say we both really enjoyed it. So should we take a peek behind that curtain? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, so future husband James Cameron suggested to Bigelow that she uses the ready-made ensemble cast from his recent hit Aliens. And thus, Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, and Jeanette Goldstein all appear in Bigelow's film. Michael Biehn had also appeared in Aliens and was considered but declined to participate. Mm, okay. Unusual for a vampire movie, the word vampire is never mentioned. It's not. Mm-mm. It's you're, fucking, you're right, because they always talk about they're sick or like, mm-hmm. no shit. Yeah. During filming, the cast and crew had to deal with a train that would stop at the same intersection every night. One night, Bill Paxton, in full makeup with half of his face missing, saw one of the train workers leave the diesel engine and went up to him saying, hey, man, there's been an accident. And if you think I'm bad, wait till you see the other guy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Man, uh, we really lost a, a gem of a person right there when he died. I know that dude was one of a kind. Uh, so anyway, the writer and director both were intent on making a western, but realized the interest in the western genre at the time was almost non-existent. So it was recommended they mix genres. Since the horror genre was in vogue at the time, the two decided to make a horror western. Nice. We talked about while shooting in the desert, Lance Henriksen relieved the board in between takes by hopping in his car and taking short drives through the desert, still in costume and often staying in character. Hmm. According to Henriksen and Bill Paxton, the two were stopped by a policeman who became so unnerved questioning Jesse about his speeding that the officer became visibly uncomfortable, stepping back and placing his hand on his firearm. The obviously flustered officer decided to send them on their way rather than write them a ticket. Hmm. No shit. Dude, that could have got ugly real quick. Right? Like talking about fucking poking the bear. (laughs) (laughs) This film marked Catherine Bigelow's first solo directorial effort, and the film's producer told her that if she couldn't handle or didn't know what she was doing while filming after five days, she'd be replaced. She obviously kept the job. Right? And I just I want to say that is definitely not something you can get away with in today's environment oh god no dude can't culture, culture is way too strong for that yeah. shit dude 
Yeah, according to Bill Paxton, the driver that gives him the finger when he's hitchhiking is played by none other than James Cameron. Huh? Is in the set that day. I only wish that was in the cast credits of just middle finger guy. Middle finger guy. (laughs) 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 Kind of like they live where like two people had names and the rest was like this guy, that girl. Right. Like naked girl at the end. Uh, according to Lance Henriksen, he repaired, he prepared for his role of Jesse by coming up with the background for his character and acting it out. The origin story he came up with was that Jesse was in the Confederate Navy when he became a vampire. Henriksen, Henriksen painted his hair black with tar since that was an actual thing Seaman did in the 1800s. He then added broken fake nails to make his fingers look like the extensions of his finger bones and went to town at night like that while in character. He managed to scare a waitress in Denny's and a hitchhiker twice the size that he'd picked up on the side of the road one night. The huh. hitchhiker quickly asked to leave the car as soon as they drove up to the first inhabited area. So Henriksen, without revealing that he was just an actor messing with the guy, gave the man all $80 he had on him for being a good sport. Henriksen always jokingly adds that he was lucky since the hitch- hitchhiker could have easily overpowered him in a fight and made him cry like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that he actually picked up a hitchhiker that big and potentially scary already to him. And the the fact that he stayed in character the entire time. Yo, I mean, what better way to test your acting ability, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Because not that I'm an actor by any means, but I feel like being around a bunch of other actors would be a little easier than just one on one with somebody. Obviously, you know what I mean? Like, you trying to stay in character without that person trying to figure that out. Right, like right. that, not to mention like in granted probably was at night, but you're talking 87, dude. Like I feel like Lance Hedrickson would still kind of be a little noticeable at this point. Like, <laughs> maybe not. I don't fucking know. Well, I, I would, I would say so. Yeah. But you know, with the, the black tar and his hair, that's and true. The way it looked. And if he yeah, had the it, scars, it, it, like he did in the movie. Yeah. Chances are you thinking like, this guy kind of looks like Bishop. Right. As when you start quoting that. aliens, dude, see what he does. <laughs> <laughs> we would. Oh, absolutely. Then I'd ask for an okay. autograph. Yeah, right. Uh, the vampire mythology in the film is left deliberately vague. It is never seen if they cast reflections in a mirror or if they're affected by holy objects, roses, garlic, running water, etc. It, it is seen that they are extremely strong, non-aging, surviving on blood, cold to the touch, Destroyed by sunlight and fire, but cannot be killed by most conventional methods, like we just talked about a couple minutes ago. Gotcha. According to the making of Near Dark that appears on the DVD, the fog under Adrian Pazdar's shirt was caused by a complicated series of tubes leading to five lit cigars under his shirt. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd, that, that's risky, dude. That is very risky. <laughs> like, Anybody's accidentally burned themselves. That sucks. Burn yeah. yourself five times? Mm, no thanks. <laughs> you, you almost think, you know, why didn't they just use dry ice instead? Right? Like, just make little pockets of dry ice under the shirt. I mean, it worked. Looked good, but I don't know. So, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe just had to do with they just couldn't get it at the time. Could be. Maybe they just didn't even fuck it. The- <laughs> they, they thought that was like an afterthought. You know what I mean? They did it. They're like, wow. That looks great. They're like, oh, you know, we could have used dry ice. Oh, <laughs> meh. You know what I mean? It's already done. Yeah, too late now. yeah right. Fuck it. Uh, moving on. Uh, when Severn and Jesse torch the motorhome, Severn asks Jesse if he remembered 
about a fire they started in Chicago. It's assumed they meant the Great Chicago Fire of 1871 that left more than 100,000 people homeless and destroyed businesses. The legend attributes the fire to a cow that kicked over a lantern. The cause actually still remains a mystery. Damn. So but I actually wrote I actually wrote that down as one of my notes. Like, did they start the Great Chicago Fire? I mean, that's kind of a cool little like uh, extra little story additive. Yeah, Pretty sweet. But uh, speaking of businesses, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. and not destroyed ones, we have some awesome businesses over here at Project Louder that uh, we should definitely let our gorehounds listen to. Let's so if on. our man behind the scenes could play that for us, that would be excellent. Hey, you. Oh, hey, there you listener. Go. Uh, yes, you. The sad sack sitting there listening to this awesome podcast. You know why you look like shit? Well, that's because you aren't wearing Project Louder merch. It's a proven fact that wearing Project Louder merch increases your likelihood of not looking like shit by at least 35%. And let's be honest, you should take it where you can get it these days. So head on over to projectlouder.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag and start looking like the winner you truly are. Spooky things in horror movies. The Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide-ranging selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Oh, God. Cameron's the lead on that shit. <laughs> Graveyard Classics Horror-themed tees and posters Professional in-house screen printing And clay prints Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics Go see what you can dig up Over at GraveyardClassics.net Come on down to Mass.Lands Premium Friday the 13th Custom-made hockey mask Down there in Tennessee By Lance McKinney Find him on Facebook and Instagram Over at Mass by Lance Go order one now, boy Oh, Oh, great stuff. Great. So those are our amazing sponsors over at Project Louder. Please go check them out. Support them. Look at their awesome shit. They have so much awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, man, go get yourself a sweet Cundy shirt because you know, you know, you fucking want one. Get yourself swag, bitches. You you can get whatever color you want. Bring out them nice brown eye. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually am due for a new color. I just don't know what yet. So. Hmm. That would look good in red. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Really good in red. I had the red and then there was, uh, I mean, orange is always my favorite color, but I just don't like wearing orange as weird as it is. And then, you know, can't go wrong with a black one too. (laughs) Right. Too true. Dude. I mean, you could just get one for every day of the week. Honestly, yo. Yeah, get several different colors. Get a, get a, get like a whole rainbow of colors. Right? 
fucking closet be looking. Mm. So what else we got, buddy, behind them fucking Okay, so both of the two 1987 movies about a family of attractive vampires who lure a young man and make him into a half-vampire before he seeks a cure, Near Dark and The Lost Boys, feature a son of Jason Miller in their casts. Joshua John Miller is in Near Dark, and his half-brother Jason Patrick is in The Lost Boys. Ah, I like I like how you had uh it was mentioned attractive vampires. Yes. <laughs> you know, you gotta make attractive that point. vampires, attractive vampires and Lance Henriksen. I mean, was, you know, Lance has that uh he might have that charm that some southern southern bells might like. He may. I mean, I know our own so, Lance has some nice sweet southern charm, so so this next one is a terminator connection between the two. Oh, <gasps> Hit me. The patron in the bar who's killed by Severin also played the lead cigar smoking yes. biker in Terminator 2. In yes. 2. Yep. I was and wondering that because he's the motherfucker. Yep. He's like, you forgot to say, please. Yeah, I was wondering why that guy looked familiar. And then I read this. I'm like, no shit. He definitely bulked up in between 87 and 91 for Terminator 2. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he de- he looked oh, yeah. skinny in this movie. But he definitely looks like... Obviously, you know, he's not fucking Arnold sized in it, but he's still like decently sized compared to Arnold. Like he's not small. But yeah. How great is that? And of course, you know, Paxton was the uh, the punk in the first Terminator. Right. With the sweet fucking tire stretch. On the- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. And that's where even Arnold learns the word or learns the line. <laughs> I remember telling somebody that and I was like, he learned that from Bill Paxton in the beginning of the movie. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, when he goes through his little like data bank. I, lo- I I always loved how awkwardly he says the word asshole though. Like, Fuck you, you asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much like if you had, you know, those like text to talk converters yes. where like, like I want an Arnold version of that. You know what I mean? Like that would be sweet. Oh, I would pay. I would pay money. I would, that would pay. Be, for I, that yeah, shit. that would be great. That's like years ago, and they had like Darth Vader doing the uh, GPS shit. GPS, yeah. Yep, yep. Fuck yes, dude. Okay, moving on. When Caleb lets the young cowboy from the bar get away, a billboard can be seen in the background spray painted with Bill plus Louise. Bill Paxton, who plays Severin, was married to Louise Newberry. So it's their two names. Yeah. No shit. Entertainment Weekly ranked this as the 21st scariest movie of all time. Wow. When was this ranked? I don't know. know. It just says that I, I would. I would hotly debate that because it was good, but I don't know if I'd say it was ah, the 21st dude. Yeah, when Bossman asked, asked us to just come up with our top 10, I was sitting there like, dude, I, I made a list, but I still was like fighting with myself on that list. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, dude, my list didn't even go by scariest. It's just, you know, what would I, if I was stuck on a deserted Island, what would I pick? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I did too. I mean, like, scariest i guess you would really have to like break it down to like well what are we talking scary right are we talking like you know is it just gonna fuck you up mentally or is it something that's so scary because you just can't like physically even watch it you know what i mean like that yeah two completely different but 21st wow that's a i would say that's a very high top billing for this movie so i guess kudos for that that is uh this was shot in just 47 days 40 of those were night shoots really yeah so they had seven days to do the shootout, the bungalow, all the day shots. I was going to say, I feel like there was still more shots in the daytime than was that fucking night. <laughs> so they must have really cranked it out on day shoots. Right? They were just now like, this is really dude. cool. They were, like, as soon as the sun rose, they were already like 
film was in the camera ready to go like oh yeah yeah they had to have been milking the daylight every bit that they could for seven days fuck dude that's, that's insane okay this one uh, uh bill paxton sued jenny wright in 97 in small claims court for building a koi pond 15 feet over his property line jenny wright lost the case had to redesign the koi pond and pay court fees huh what? Nothing like suing nothing like suing your neighbor slash former co-star well, I mean, that's kind of a dick move to build your shit on somebody else's property. I mean, that's always like the that's like a weird, like fucking sitcom stick. You know what I mean? There's always one episode of some bullshit like that. That's very reminiscent of my neighbors over here that got uh, all pissy because we put up a swing set that was close to their property line. Right. But it wasn't over it. So. Let's nice, see nice, ah, nice. Mike. Okay, okay, okay. Going back, Michael Bean was offered the role of Jesse Hooker, but turned it down because he was not satisfied with the script. So there you go. All right. That's but fair. If been, I mean, if he would have been Jesse Hooker, then there was still would have only been three, unless Lance played the part of uh, Caleb's father, which I could easily see. And then they probably would have gave him a bigger role if that was. That would have been interesting. See, so yeah, like that, I could see because I could see Michael Bean playing that role, but. It, if you have Lance Hendrickson, you wouldn't need it. Right. But Michael Bean might also maybe give you a little bit more. I don't know. That'd be, I don't know. That'd be tough. I, I just but, don't think I could see Michael Bean in that role, but I could be wrong. No. Cause I mean, dude, I, I think him and I think him and like, he's just the hero role. Like usually Terminator aliens, even, I mean, dude, I still, I love him when they brought him back in fucking planet terror, dude. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I haven't seen him in a movie in fucking for ages. No, You're, that's one I haven't seen in a long time. Planet Terror, such a good one. Yeah, dude. such a good movie. Just that whole that whole grindhouse with the the the, the um the trailers. Nazi and everything. Were, was it Nazi werewolf women in cages? No, it was uh, <laughs> what werewolf women of the SS? Yes, werewolf woman. Yeah, and that was actually a Rob Zombie song. But there was another. Well, that's actually where we got the um, machete fake. Con- fake trailer yep. and then which actually led, led to, to an action. our actual machete movies i'm really disappointed we didn't get the werewolf woman movie just because i really wanted nicholas cage's two ah. man chew dude that would have been you know what man <laughs> who says we're not going to get it with the way nicholas cage has been going fucking rampant with crazy horror movies that oh my god this is the if you're a Nicolas Cage fan, this is like the golden age of Cage right I, now. I still, and I'm, I, I am a terrible person, and I know I still need to watch Mandy because I heard it was literally his coming back to like. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet either. I've heard good and bad about it, so I'm kind of if I, on it. The only, I guess the only bad I heard is that it's just really weird, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. I like really weird. So yeah, you want a Nicolas Cage movie to be weird anyway. Yeah, I mean, Nicolas Cage is a weird fucking dude, so (laughs) (laughs) let's fucking roll with it, dude. You know what? Give me Nicolas Cage as Superman now. That close, that close. Give me him super. Give me him as Superman now. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I would watch the hell out of that. But it's got to be. And it's got to be the. It's got to be the Tim Burton one, too. Yeah. Shitty costume and everything. I would love to hear TJ's take on this because he is a huge DC fanboy. So he might be just like raging right now. Like, no, I think I can hear his teeth grinding. But listen, dude, I love Batfleck and I am definitely excited for the new one. But you know, if we get fuck it, dude, like why not? Like if we're gonna go with a whole flashpoint thing, just give me Nick yeah, Cage's fucking anyway. Yeah. Right. Fuck it, dude. Just give me five minutes of 
Nicolas Cage Superman and Flashpoint. That's all I'm asking for. Let Tim Burton direct those five minutes. I would watch the hell out of that. <clears throat> right? Multiple viewings. Multiple. Okay, so last thing. According to Catherine Bigelow, one ending considered was for Caleb's younger sister, Sarah, to follow him in Maine in the sunlight only for her ha- hand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there was an ending where Sarah was going to fall into the sunlight and her hand was going to start burning, implying she was bitten by Homer during her abduction is now infected. However, this was eventually dropped as it would have had little impact given she could easily be cured via blood transfusions. By the way, that's the only part of this movie that I really didn't like was how easily they were cured. Yeah, okay, so I I was going to bring that up in big questions, but fuck it, dude. We hit it now. I also agree on that because that just seemed like a very, like cookie cutter way to be like oh we could stop it mm-hmm. like i guess i'll give it the idea that it's a, an original idea but i'm just like i kept discussing it with my wife watching i'm like why would that cure their vampirism yeah it doesn't make any she's sense. like well because it gets rid of the bad blood i'm like but is it the bad blood that makes you the vampire like would it, i'm like is that how that works at that point like i guess i don't and, and- and if it got rid of the bad vampire blood, wouldn't you have to do a 100% blood transfusion? Like, well, know, I'm wondering if that's what they pint. I'm wondering if that's what they did. Well, see, that's what I was confused. I was like, did he do a full body transfuse or did he, he just like have. he couldn't have because he would have been dead. He right, it was this- just like his dad gave him like. A, yeah, a packet. That's probably about it. So really, all you just need is like some of your dad's blood. <laughs> Apparently, apparently his dad has magical blood because it cured May at the end too. That right, and or it was his uh, blood, but either way, yeah. I mean, they must have just happened to luck out that he was like O negative, and he was just like a universal right? donor, some bullshit, dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? But no, man, it's it was just I don't know. It is what it is. Like you know, it gives you the happy ending, I guess. So, but. It did seem a little like, eh. The boss says we're over-processing right now. I know, that's fine. <laughs> it's just a movie. Still a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't take anything away from that, so let me just, let me add to that factor. Any more notes, buddy? No, that is it. So that, that is it. To your right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, those some good notes. So, big questions. Um, so, I got a couple. Now, most... And, this might be an overprocessing thing, so I apologize in advance. But like, let's say like different vampire movies and things like that. Like, usually when people are bit, it seems to always take a good amount of time. Dude, this movie yeah. was like twenty fucking minutes, dude. Yeah, if that. Yep, I, I caught on that too, and I was like, he kind of turned it, really quickly. It, but it wasn't a full turn though. Like his turn still took a long time. Mm-hmm. But it was like. He, like any change, like any of the changes were almost instantaneous because it was like it was already getting sun up when he's left his truck in the road. And by the time he got home, you know, the sun was already up and he's burning like a motherfucker. But it's just like, holy shit, dude, he's already burning. Like, that's crazy that it affects him that fast. OK, let me flip this and give you a question. And I. I want to say I don't recall seeing it, but did it ever actually show the vampires with fangs? You see it never mark, showed but... it never showed really like I think Paxton kind of had them a little bit you could see and thing but they never showed the actual like normal atypical vampire to like open mouth like yeah shot like usually it was it was a lot more like 
seductive kissing and shit and you're like oh oh she's sniffing on the neck oh like you know what i mean like there was just a lot of alluding to it more so than oh god and that whole scene with the truck driver was very uncomfortable oh dude where he's just like cracked the fuck out he's like yo man i love that he's teaching him how to shift though and the truck driver's like (laughs) all about it you know what i mean like that was fucking he's like you used to this got 13 fucking years and this shit like he's just hopping around all fucking happy yeah yeah but caleb looked like he was just getting ready to blow him right there it was definitely yeah it wasn't more of like i'm gonna bite your neck it's just like yeah there was some very gay undertones right there at the same time, it's looked like he just shot like a fucking hell of a bunch of heroin, dude. <laughs> he was just mm-hmm. strung the fuck out. But so let's see other questions. You know, honestly, I think that was kind of my only one just because it was super. It just seemed like so fast. Mm-hmm. And we kind of did talk about the transfusion, which I was also going to bring up just because I can't say I've ever seen this in that in any other movie. And like the only other thing I could think of it's almost kind of silly but i still accept it is uh i think it was was it daywalkers oh my god it was one where they like they cured vampirism with sunlight i didn't see that yeah it was fucking weird it doesn't matter but yeah i don't know that was my only thing was the transfusion but do you have any questions buddy any big uh, no i think i i think i covered it with the whole uh did they or did they not have fangs i think that was the question i really had yeah i mean this one i feel like this movie's pretty you know, cut and dry, straightforward. Like, I guess you could ask, like, you know, I guess in the beginning, I was a little confused because, like I said, I haven't seen this in a long time. So I almost was questioning myself of whether Caleb was the vampire at first or May. And I think they did that very well because just the way they were talking and stuff like that, because he was mentioning all the vampire lingo, but she was the one who was like kind of bringing it back up and like questioning it or like repose, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that she, I kind of thought she was the vampire the whole time. So that didn't really surprise me much. That's fair. I wasn't sure until you got into the car. Like, I figured, like, maybe that first initial thing, I was just like, I didn't know if it was going to, especially if you, you know, never, like the three dudes in the beginning, you're like, oh, are these like, is this the gang of dudes? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you just know it's a vampire movie, but going into it, man, and then I like that he, has to fight himself the whole time too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we do see that in a lot of vampire movies and we also see the feeding on other vampires in other movies, but usually that I was kind of surprised because I feel like usually that was always, once again, this is looking farther in other movies and bullshit, but you know what I mean? Like that was always like to turn them more into a vampire or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. I, I always question like how a vampire feeding on another vampire could sustain it because the issue they have is, you know what I mean? They need the, whatever in the blood to keep them going. Yeah. You think it'd be human blood, not vampire. Correct. Like that that would be like doing nothing to you and be like, Oh, okay. Well, it kind of quenched my thirst, but I'm still fucking hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, I guess that is it for big questions. So we are going to go on to the big, big Chad show questions. All right. So that begins with what format did you watch it? And how was the quality? So I, as discussed, as we discussed kind of earlier, I did watch it on Hulu uh, Plus or whatever the fuck, Hulu Plus Live, whatever. So it was, I don't think it was full 1080. I I would say maybe 720 at the best. So it was probably DVD. It was probably, I mean, it was still good. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but it wasn't any like 4K scan or anything like that, you know? So Uh, I, I, like I said, I have the Blu-ray and, uh, 
I watched it on my PS4, and PS4 isn't really known for being a top-notch Blu-ray player. Everybody says like even the PS3 was a better Blu-ray player. So really, you know, some of the yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it some of the darker scenes, you know, it was a little splotchy, but you know, that's just a part of the PS4 encoding process. Let me ask you: Was it extremely dark? in the very first scene where they pull him into the RV and Bill Paxson's talking to him over his face. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that too. Cause like in the trailer, when we saw, I felt like I could see Paxson's face lit up way more than I did in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, I think he froze up. Oh, okay. We're good. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, a big shout out to our YouTube viewers out there that are listening in and watching along. So uh, hello yes. to all YouTube, uh, YouTube watchers, all f- five of you. Hell yeah! Actually, I have no idea how many are watching it. Uh, we appreciate everybody watches, so don't uh, don't take any negative feedback from that. No, everybody, anybody, and thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for chiming in every goddamn week with us. Yeah, <laughs> we love you guys. But moving on, yeah, that brings yeah. us to douche of the movie. Douche of the movie. I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like Bill Paxton's probably the biggest douche in it. I was thinking that. But I'm giving it to Homer. I'm giving it to. Yeah, I was gonna say that little fuck. I I forgot Grandpa for a second, so you know what? I I needed that little fuck. I would have to. Yeah, I'm gonna change my vote. Because at least Bill Paxton, you know, he's a scene stealer. That's what he does. You know, you're all he's on the screen. Your eyes are on him. But this kid, he was just such an annoying, a little shit. I couldn't stand him. I couldn't wait for him to die. He kind of he kind of gave me very strong like Andy Milanakis vibes, dude. What's up, Mr. Farrell? What's up, Greg? Um, and, and speaking of that, and, and I kind of we did talk about that earlier, but let's go back with Grandpa. Mm-hmm. So, did we agree that we think he's like the whole matriarch of this vampire? Or I I kind of got that impression. We we know he turned May. She flat out said that. And I feel like there was a. a I wish I remembered the line, but I think there was something almost alluding to where I feel like he turn lance too or hendrickson you know what i mean like i'm guessing so he, I'm, he sired may he sired lance lance sired um vasquez right diamond diamondback diamondback right diamondback, yeah. yep yeah because he said he something about a flat tire yo speaking of which i was just like i even said that i was like yo that's vasquez and my wife's like what i was like yo that's vasquez she's like what are you talking about I'm like that's vasquez from aliens i'm like remember them like the hard badass mexican chick and she's like what i was like yeah, they, they, they brown faced her for Ailey. <laughs> no, the, the non Mexican Mexican. Fuck it, right? Hey, man, Scoop said it was all good. So, <laughs> hey, he, we've got his approval. That's all we need, right? Like he, yeah, he's our uh, he's our Mexican confidant. So, and and he claims um, Shia LaBeouf now too. Dude, I do need to see what is that? The Lawman? I don't remember what the fuck. Tax collector, tax collector. I do want to see that. But yes, I think Shia LaBeouf did go. Uh, Latinx. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, grandpa, uh, grandpa, kid for the douche. Yeah, definitely. Well, now so, we're on favorite. Now we're on favorite kill, which is a tough call because there were some good ones. Favorite kill. Because there were some I, good kills in the bar scene. There were some good kills in the shootout. And there were some good kills on the vampires at the end of the movie. There's just oh, so I many. Know, dude. So many to pick from. It's Why hard thing, because I think I, I I I gotta go with the and it was even in the trailer the shotgun blast through the cop through the front door at the bungalow. 
Dude, that was pretty fucking gnarly. That was awesome. See, it, it, and it's, I'm conflicting myself because, like, I want to say stuff in the bar, but I almost kind of want to give the bar to, like, you know, best seed. So I'm uh... the uh, the whole. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with most. To the maybe maybe it wasn't best kill, but it was most satisfying kill. And I'm gonna go with when the kid blew up when he was chasing. That him. was very satisfying. Yeah. And I love that he went like on that suicidal run too. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was just so desperate to try to get her that he didn't even give a fuck. And yeah, that, I, I, that, was, just... that was like with uh, Lance Hendrickson and Vasquez at the end too, where, you know, they knew they were toast, but they were just trying to run them the fuck over. Anyway. Right. I know, dude. Just a last fucking suicide mission. Literally flaming blaze of glory. <laughs> and I love that. Like, to protect themselves from the sunlight, all they had were like goggles with nose pieces, but like nothing yeah. else to protect the whole fucking face. Like, yeah, that was, that was yeah. I mean, maybe they had sunscreen on. Who knows? I mean, at least, at least it took them a while to die in the sunlight, I guess. So, oh, yeah, like, dude. I mean, it, I love it, especially when uh, they're in the bungalow area and. Uh, what's his name? Looks behind the curtain. He's just like, fuck. Sunlight, dude. And he's just like, <laughs> first of all, I'm pretty sure they already knew it was sun up. So I don't know why he did that. Yeah, that you can clearly see it coming in through the curtains. Right. But yeah, right. You can see it like peeking. So like mm-hmm. the fact that he, whatever. But dude, we did get some great makeup effects in that, dude. And like, yeah, I like how they give you the charred nastiness. And literally, like almost in the next scene, it's just like half of that. And then in the next scene, it's just it's black just, like yeah, out of like space like, yeah yeah and it's just like dude like they fucking heal fast mm-hmm. so it's like this strain of vampirism is very like dude you're already burning in sunlight within 20 minutes of getting bitten but you can confuse you can uh cure it with a fucking blood transfusion so <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so going on from favorite kill best scene sir I have a feeling we're both going to agree, and it's the whole scene in the bar. Oh, absolutely, dude. Fantastic scene. I think anybody watching this movie would probably have to say that alone, because that's when Paxton really gets to fucking let loose, and it makes everybody a little... You're feeling kind of what Cody's... or uh, Is that his name, Cody? I'm fucking, no, I'm sorry. Caleb. Caleb. You're feeling what Caleb's feeling, man, because you're feeling a little confusion. You're feeling a little like... Ah, but you know, at the same time, he's kind of on their side now because then you see Paxton, like, I don't want to say befriending him, but you know what I mean? Like showing him the ropes yeah. pretty much. And, and I got a kick out of the whole picking a fight with the biker and then just throwing up Caleb and letting him hit him over and over again. He's like, I'm yeah, teaching this right, guy. Right. And he was like, Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Like, the dude didn't even question hitting another dude. He was like, Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. He's like, dude, he's like, all right, you get him back. Punches him like one fucking send him flying like superhero style. And knocked him out for like three minutes. Right? I don't even like, and he just must have been instant knocked out from the punch, dude. Like just must hitting have. the pool table is just extra like crack in the back. We <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> know that whole scene then and just hit him, uh, Paxson going over and fucking with the other dude. And then uh, May dancing with the kid who's just scared shitless. Obviously, like I honestly thought, honest, honest to God, I thought that uh, Caleb was gonna kill him and then become full on vampire there at, when he was chasing him down. I expected that as well. Um, 
but I, I mean, well, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get where they're still just trying to trying to make him the good guy vampire. Like, he'll never fucking like succumb to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, that's. I think that's why they they kind of led you on to think he was going to do it, and then he didn't because you know it would completely negate any kind of redemption because then people would just wouldn't identify him as a character. They just wouldn't care. Right? Because it's like how could how could you redeem him to where it's like almost he's at that point where he's still willing to drink blood because he has to, to survive, mm-hmm. but he's not willing to take a life. And he has may actually, you know, kill that truckers just so he could drink off of her. Like, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, honest hands down, best scene bar that wins the golden fucking award right there. <laughs> Definitely. You literally watch this whole movie to watch that scene. I would say, but, Hey, hey, what's the up, Shuba Steve? There we are. Uh, yeah, but the shootout at the bungalow was also that's a very Dude, the close shootout was great, man. That was like, a classic Western scene right there. Correct, and that's, I mean, not that you didn't have the whole Western feel of it. You know, the, it would be actually kind of cool to watch a Western horror movie like have a whole night set up, dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because obviously I would throw tremors in there, being a favorite, but <laughs> like. But dude, you could do so. Oh my god! Isn't there a critters one in the West too? If so, I can't. That's TJ's wheelhouse. He might know that a little. There, bit. there was four was in space, three was in an apartment building, and one and two. I mean, oh, they maybe were they're in, just in, the city. in a country setting there. Oh, okay. The first two, so, but uh, so moving on from best scene, sir, did the opening scene hook you in? <sighs> I guess to an extent, the opening scene was really just Caleb meeting up with his friends and then meeting May. I'm going to say it didn't really hook me in until he started like until he got bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't remember, but I don't think we even hit title card at that point. Did we or did we get instant title card? I think we got instant title card. And yes, Scoob, unfortunately, you were here earlier, but yes, Dust yeah. of Dawn was one of them and it was awesome. And vampires. <laughs> we'll mention it again. So I would say opening scene was it was not the best opening scene we've ever seen. Right. But it wasn't the worst. Like it still sets it up for the story. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do kind of get right into it. You know what I mean? Like they don't really explain those three dudes or anything. Like they're not like they're already together. And it's just like, hey, hot chick. <laughs> and continue. They're like, Fuck those dudes. They're not even in anymore. <laughs> like, well, he was that Caleb was definitely on the prowl that night too. Oh, dude, hard. Like if he was if he was in the early two thousands, he would have been one of those stripy shirt motherfuckers, dude. Like, go, <laughs> you know what I'm talking. <laughs> Guilty. Um. So let's see. Best hits, hottest girl, best dick. All right, that's this is an easy one because you got to give it to Diamondback, old Vasquez herself. Yep, I'm gonna have to say uh, Diamondback because she had some fat old titties. Yeah, she was uh, she was smoking in this movie, and uh, it definitely makes me look at Vasquez in a new light because she was we, a little she was a little matted down. I feel in that com- in comparison. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we also give this to Vasquez when we reviewed Aliens? Well, I mean, I'm still would. I think we did. Oh yeah, of course. I, mean, I think I think it was a split between her and uh, I want to say the dropship pilot, the blonde. I think it was a split decision between that. Yes, I would still say Vasquez though, because she would show you a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you might be dead after the fact, but it was worth it. Uh, you die with a smile. 
So, yeah, I'm going to have to say uh, Diamondback for sure. And I'm going to have to give it to our man, Bill Paxton, dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you got to. You got to. He's uh, charisma for days. He's a handsome man. And, and you got to love the bad boys. Right? I mean, he looks great in a leather jacket. So, <laughs> fuck it. All righty. So, did the score set the mood, sir? Uh, you know, it did. But uh, it's, it kind of had a little, it did have the Western tones to it. So I feel like it definitely helped the setting better. I wouldn't by say way, it's memorable is, by any means, but there is another uh, good vampire movie with a great Western soundtrack. Um, what would that be? Would that be vampires? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I dude, actually used to have that soundtrack. I don't know what happened. To that shit has yeah, got twang for days, dude. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But yeah, this one, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't terrible. Uh, I honestly can't really remember it that well, but it did. That's what I'm saying. It's it, not very memorable, but it still fit. Like, yeah. It did what it needed to do, pretty much. Yeah, so. definitely. All right. We agree. I would say we're agreeing there. Uh, yeah. Best song. Honestly, I'm drawing a blank on this. I can't remember any songs in this. So when they walked into the bar, there was an 80s song plan, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I cannot remember. Um, anybody help us out? Any, any Gorehounds out there remember the name of the song? I YouTube uh, shit. YouTube that shit real quick. Look at the scene. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like it's, a fair, it's a fairly common 80s song. I know. Too, I feel not. like it's like as soon as you would hit it, like here, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So we'll skip that one for now, unless like yeah. Gorhan gets back to us. But uh, favorite character, sir? Oh, that's a toughie. I feel like it's kind of an obvious one, so I don't want to pick that. You know what I mean? Because we've talked about it enough. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I feel like everybody did good in their role specifically. But you got to give it to Severin just because of Bill Paxton. Right. I I agree. I mean, dude, really I, I would want to say Lance, but I feel like just even though he was the lead of the group, he definitely wasn't the front man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just even if they never meant for Paxton to steal the show, he stole the show. He stole. I know and honestly, you it's kind of hard to think of any movie he's in where he didn't steal the show. Even right. though weird science, you know, aliens. Predator 2. I loved him in Predator yeah. 2, man. He was <laughs> fucking great. Because, like, dude, he's that he's that kind of like you think he's a douchebag up until his redeeming moment on the subway, and you're just like, yeah. oh, fuck, dude. And he's dead. <laughs> yep. Fuck. He, you're like, that's you just hit the chalkboard. You're like, all right, Terminator already checked off. Alien checked off. Fuck, dude. Predator now, too? Like, shit. By the way, I love how when he's facing down the Predator and has nothing else left in his arsenal and just throws his fucking ball at the predator. Yes. <laughs> hey man. You gotta do a, fr- a freaking ball he was tossing around in his hand all movie. He throws it in a last ditch effort. Dude, one of my favorite scenes is actually right before that, and it's on when on the subway when every like when everybody just draws their guns, dude. Like I mm-hmm. love that because I'm just like, bro, that's what I would want. Just everybody be like, <laughs> you know what? Everybody's fucking back. <laughs> even grandma dude grandma's got the fucking revolver that was great <laughs> I fucking love it dude i got that comic and it's one of my favorite like shots in the comic too just that drawn out like it's perfect so all right we're gonna definitely give that to severin mr bill mm-hmm. paxton rest in power was it scary <sighs> i would not I say it's top it. 21 scary yeah i don't i don't know how it got on that <laughs> list to be honest I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I'd rank that 121. Right. It's, 
Dude, we've seen a lot of movies. If we just went yeah. even through the ones we reviewed on this podcast, it still wouldn't be top 20s, top 20s. No, no. no. So, I, you know, Greg, I, it's, Ooh, a, it's a tough one because I, I think Predator 2 personally – is that's, that's a pretty hot take because I really, really love it. I know, film. dude. The first one is like, and you know what? It, to me, the first one is the ultimate dad movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is literally, is. you could have any dad on a fucking Sunday and be like, yo, Predator? Yes. Like, nah, it, everybody be quoting or everybody would just be shut it's up like, and enjoy You could have like a huge gathering of people and one guy sits down and start watching Predator. Every guy be walking through be like, ooh, Predator, and sit right? down. Right, <laughs> exactly. It's like Die Hard. Like everybody's just going to come <laughs> yeah. in and be like, what's going on? Oh, what's going on here? All of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, you got 15 dudes all huddled around a tiny little TV watching fucking <laughs> I could totally see that, man. I'm and guarantee at, least, and guarantee at least two or three of them would be doing a very bad Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, everybody would be... yeah. You're pushing too many pencils. Uh, <laughs> I have to do it just because Bobby's not here. Usually Bobby would hit that shit. All right. Um, <laughs> I hope you're doing well in school, buddy. So let's see. Yeah, scary. I'm going to have to say nay. Yeah, I agree. I didn't find it scary. It, it, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't scary. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bigfoot. TJ, we're going to talk about that. And, oh, I should have brought that up, but I want you on the show when we're bringing it <laughs> TJ mentioned I'll bring that up later. So, um, where are we at? So, yeah, scary. No, hold up today. I'd say yes. I think it does. I really think it does. I mean, maybe if we got, I would say you could probably clean up the audio a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. like with the, especially the gunfire and stuff like that, because it definitely has that. I don't even know if I want to, I don't know. It's definitely got that sweet eighties gunshot sound, which isn't a bad thing by any means. You know what I mean? But like, I just noticed it could have been probably louder Yeah. when I was watching last night, but yeah, I think I had it cranked up pretty loud to watch yeah. it too. It was, uh, I mean, none of that dude, I still say it holds up. Like acting is great. Everything like, yeah. So, which kind of actually leads into our next question, acting good or bad. It was very good, and Paxton was over-the-top phenomenal good. Correct. Uh, Over-top can definitely kill you sometimes, or some every once in a while it sneaks through and it is an amazing thing, and I would say this is definitely one of them. Yes, yes, he was on point, like always. Some, like Yeah, some people, man, you, you want to let loose because you think it's going to be good, and then it just turns into shit. Yeah. And then other people, it's just like, like they just... Shh, just make sure the camera's rolling. Just let him fucking go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, dude, you know, if it works, it fucking works, dude. And yeah, and it works. When, when it works, you get Bill Paxton. When it doesn't work, you get Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. I love Jack Black, but it is, that is funny. I like, I like Jack Black, but when he's over the top, it can be cringeworthy at times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess it really depends on what movie per se. Because like, dude, if we're talking... Tenacious D and pick a destiny. You know what I mean? Like all day long. I will quote that shit, dude. <laughs> that is a killer movie. You come that over here and let me stab you. I'm not coming over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So cinematography. Ooh, okay. Uh I didn't think this was necessarily the best shot film. Like there wasn't yeah, some, of, some of the night shots, and we like we talked about were extremely dark, especially, you know, in the beginning 
when they pick him up in the Winnebago. That was yeah, like, and I understand it's supposed to be dark. Yeah, we understand why. Yeah, like we get that, and you do have some peepholes of light coming through and shit. That's fine, but you still need at least a little bit of light in there so we can see who the fuck's talking to us. Because all we see is a blacked out kind of figure with like you see a quarter of his face. And then you just see the hair and like, that's about it. And yeah. like, you know, it's past and like you could hear them, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, and I mean, there was some cool scenes and stuff like that, but I don't know if there, there wasn't anything like over the top shot wise I could think of like any cool, like pan shots or like nothing that really stood out per se. Like I did like the whole shot of him running in the desert just because it was a nice, like you, you felt the distance of what he had to fucking run. Oh like, my god! Like I like I said, I was I was running out of breath just watching him run. Right? You're just like, <laughs> it's already so hot, and he's a vampire, and he's already smoking. Like fuck that, dude! Like, ugh. <laughs> my fat ass would have fell there and be like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yep. I'll burn. Come whatever. Get, come get me, vultures. Come get me. <laughs> All righty. So I would say that leads to our last question, sir, and that is, did you enjoy the premise? Yes. But I still I mean this is this is a pretty well done vampire movie, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like vampires are just overdone. But the I as of the vampire movies, this is one of the top. I would agree. Um vampires have always been kind of a weird niche for me for horror. It's not that I hate them by any means, it's just there's not very many that I've really like personally enjoyed. Most right. of them just kind of like, eh. Like, I do remember, I've, and I've only seen it actually once. Like, I did, you know, like, I like the original, like, Fright Night and all that other shit. Uh, and there is some good, I mean, dude, our doppelganger Kingabanger was watching one of my favorite ones the other day. And I understand that's not maybe horror, but I fucking love the original Blade. So, that's a good one. that is a oh really good one. I mean, I love the whole trilogy myself, but the first one, dude, I could fucking. The first one's one almost like I want to say predator level, but it's uh, you know what I mean. It's in that wheelhouse where. See, I know a lot of people that love the second one better, and really, I yeah, and I'm not one of those people. I still feel like the first was the 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 crowning jewel of the Blade trilogy. Okay, I love the monsters of the second one. Like I love Mm -hmm. that mutated vampire and shit. But the fucking mid two thousands overuse of shit CGI just fucking killed it. And that whole fucking light fight. Yeah, dude. Not even to go down that road, but yeah. Although although Ron Perlman was really Oh, good. Ron Perlman was fantastic, dude. And he always is. And I'm I still love Blade too, don't get me wrong. But it just mm-hmm. that first one though, man, like you know what I mean? Like it just and then by the third one, like you're at the third one, so they're just like, fuck it, we'll throw in Ryan Reynolds. And I still love it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just I th- I think honestly Ryan Reynolds saved that movie because Triple H was just shit. I love Triple H. I loved him versus Triple H. Dude. Like, oh, he was terrible. Triple H was terrible. He was terrible, but I expected but maybe that. Was- yeah, I, th- I think you know what yeah. I mean. Like I expected him to not be good. He was just going to be like this hulking, fucking crazy vampire with a shit little Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking vampire Pomeranian. Oh my god, that was oh a funny my god. scene. That and uh, oh, dude, now I want to watch that because just with what he's like, how he's like, I don't want to know the size of your dick. And he's like, What? I wasn't talking to you, <laughs> I was talking to her. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, so enough about that. Let's go back to this. So we are on yeah, our yeah. triple R, sir. We recycle, rewind, yes. or remake. Uh, before I give my take, I would like to hear you. Okay, take. so I want to say I rewind, exactly. but I want a cleaned up copy on like new 4K DVD with new audio and maybe some cleaned up lighting. Uh, if we, if, if, if we could, and I'm not saying I'd be opposed to a remake, but I really have to see who they would put in the character, like in the actor's spots for the remake. Okay. And I'm going to argue for the remake. And here's why I'm going to argue for the remake. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want it remade as like a Netflix series or an Amazon prime series, because I there's, I feel like Caleb's story should have been drawn out a little bit more. We could have seen more of a struggle and I would love to see the backstory of all these characters. I feel like this Dude. could be this could be like Walking Dead levels of fantastic when we're talking about the first couple seasons of that. I think this would make an amazing TV series. You know what? That's actually that's a pretty uh, solid idea because I do like the idea of like, OK, so, yeah, you start with the present time. You work with that story, but you start to mention other people's backstories. And then that's when you give them a specific episode of like, exp- yeah, dude, that'd be great to see like, you know, Hendrickson's character actually back in the Confederacy and like, just, yeah, and then you get it. Dude, that'd be awesome. And you can get a better understanding and get a better understanding of their characters too, as opposed to, you know, you just automatically hate them because they're the vampires and the bad guys. And you kind of want to sympathize with them a little bit. You know, you see what he went through, you see, you know, <laughs> what happened to Diamondback and where the, the little kid came from i think there's a lot of story there that could have been fleshed out and could potentially be fleshed out in an actual full-blown series and even if we only get one season of it, it would be worth it and not only that but like dude just with the amount of gore and shit dude and like tech and crap like that for now dude you could have some amazing fucking gore scenes dude and mm-hmm. exactly i i mean I would ultimately like i would say i'd want shutter to take it on because i feel like they would have the most appreciation for it and well, put Greg Nicotero in charge of it. What's that? Put Greg Nicotero in charge Ooh. of it. Um, or Frank Darabont, one of those guys. The guys that started out with Walking Dead right. that uh, really gave us some great characterization. See, I really fell in love with the first couple episodes of Walking Dead. And then the first season, I hated the last episode. So I it took me so long to get back into the second season. But when yeah, I did... I was kind of the same. Yeah, like it just... The first episode just rubbed me the wrong way. Because I'm like, yo, man. You have a season finale and you ended it with a whole episode and you gave me two fucking zombies at the very last 30 seconds. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Go. You know what I mean? Like, and that's one reason I'm not necessarily particularly for shows because I don't like the prolonged over dramatization of bullshit. Like give me cool story arcs and everything. That's fine. But I don't need this whole, like, I don't need like relationship drama bullshit. And I don't want any of that crap. And now, granted, this movie does is supposed to have a little bit of it, so I'm not going to say, you know, it shouldn't be there. Obviously, that's the whole reason he got turned into a vampire because he was trying to get his thing wet. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it happens to us all, right? You know, yes, it does. Yes, Fuck, it does. dude, power I'm of the pussy. crazy shit, just trying to get laid. Oh, Blade Two quote: "Power of the pussy pulls a freight train <laughs> miles." <laughs> Bam! Full circle, baby. So yeah, okay. Let's say. Uh, if we can't get a remade in a series, I will just say rewind, but with nicer quality. Yeah, but I do. Like- I mean, I know there was talk. Of, there was actual talk of a remake back in the early two thousands, but it never came around. Hmm. I do like the idea of a TV series, though, man, because TV series are definitely just going 
Or even if you did like, or maybe start a different, like almost like Cobra Kai did, you know, like a web series or something like that. You start it with like, and not necessarily like a full blown, you know, season after season, you know, have a start and a finish, you know, right. Like a mini series kind of thing. Exactly. And then you could always make a second mini series continuing it on if need be, mm-hmm. or explaining different backstories or whatever the fuck do I would. Yeah. Cause I would love to see grandpa's vamp, uh, backstory. You know what I mean? Like, Cause then you could just have a whole episode of like his backstory and then like snippets of him turning the rest of his fucking like. Yeah. Cause you know, when did he become a vampire? You know, obviously it had to have been before the uh, civil war, you know, was it like the revolutionary war, the war of 1812, you know, it could have been just some random point in time, even slightly prior to that. Right. Like who knows? Like he could have been fucking European black plague started that shit came over. You know what I mean, dude? Like be fucking sweet. The possibilities. <laughs> See, now I got you thinking. I got do, you man. thinking. I'd... So I think, sir, we are on to our rating. Mm-hmm. And uh just to be for or to mention again, we have a rating from Brody slash TJ of five. We have a rating yes, from our beloved Bobby of a 4.0. You got your calculator out too, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we gotta listen. You gotta be fair. Tonight, so yeah. We gotta make sure we got the shit covered, right? All right. So, uh, so what do you got, buddy? I'm gonna let you go first. Because of how hyped up I was for this, and this ended up being something different than I expected. I was, to be honest, I was expecting a bit more gore, more vampirism. I guess. I agree. Okay. I, I don't want to give it a four, but I also think three and a half is a little low. So I'm gonna cut it down the middle and give it three point seven five. Okay, I you I know mean, I feel that's very yeah that, that that hits it very well. Um, let's see what do I want to give it? It's a it's a good movie. It's not definitely like it's not a masterpiece by any means. Uh, it's right. one I could easily. It's not. I'm not gonna say like I necessarily want to just turn around and like watch it right after I just watched it again. Mm-hmm. But I could take like a month off and be like, Oh dude, I'd totally watch that. Like it wouldn't bother me. I think I'm going to go with a four. I think I'm gonna agree with Bobby on that. Uh, so, and that gives us a Gormore score of 4.18. Is that what you got? 4.18, sir. All right. All right. So I would say that's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I know Brody will give us shit for, uh, that's fine. And for saying it's not a masterpiece when he clearly disagrees. But, you know, that's what makes the show so great is not everybody agrees with each other. We all have our own different viewpoints. And we have this whole nice little banter between all of us. Exactly. I I just, yeah, I love our Gormore family, dude. Like, I love that we get feedback from them and, you know, they'll give us shit, too, for our shit. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, and then we have good discussions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, man, is it a perfect vampire movie? No. Um, but it's definitely a cool Western action slash vampire movie. So it kind of yeah. gives you a little bit of all tropes, uh, mm-hmm. great acting, uh, super obscure, apparently. <laughs> like, I don't know if that adds anything to it. I guess just maybe one of the pissed off of like, how do I watch this movie? Uh, <clears throat> so if you, I guess if you can find it, it's definitely a piece of, you know, it's some treasure. And like I said, this was just before dawn all over again. So I should probably add, Yo, you know how I said like earlier I had to uh, sign up for that Hulu live TV? Yeah. 
So theoretically, and then I, I signed up for it. I, I did strategically watch it. That didn't fucking work. So we unsigned up for it because I'm like, I'm like, right. So think however you want, but I did this because I love you guys. Dude, I spent 60 bucks essentially to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I do have a month of Hulu and live TV now. So I will utilize that. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. You're fine, dude. You are fine. Because you know what? I Listen, this was my pick. And when I picked it, it was good. So I I had no idea we were going to have the know, trouble that, that we actually fucking had, which was that ridiculous. Is, that is so frustrating when things like this just have a tendency to disappear. Because I picked a movie initially called Without Warning, which is basically the inspiration for Predator, uh, complete down to the look of the alien, the actor. The insect the kind? Yeah. Yeah, nice. because, because his his face was identical to the Predator's helmet. Okay. And I picked that, and then like immediately after I picked it, it disappeared because it was on Tubi. Really? Yeah, so I had to I had to adjust and take it off, and I can't remember. I think I replaced that with uh, – I think I replaced it with next week's pick, actually. Ooh, I'm excited for next week's pick because I'm so, not going to lie. I've never actually seen it, and I've been meaning to see it for so long now. It's really good. So, so you know what? That's actually going to take us into, uh, just like Chad mentioned, what we're going to talk about for next week. So, Chad, if you want to hit that up and let our Gorehounds know. Next week is actually the second part of John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy. Next week is Prince of Darkness. Yes, 1987's Prince of Darkness. And so a new little snippet on the show because... Well, we're not going to fucking do that shit no more like this week. Uh, I got the shit already pulled up, and I'm going to tell you, Gorehounds, as well as Sean. Don't te- Sean. I mean, if you want to twist my arm for a good time, you know, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so so we don't deal with this bullshit of all of a sudden, like, where the fuck do we find this? And you know what? I'd like to get our Gorehound, even more Gorehounds, watching this shit ahead of time. Send us your videos, uh, just like we did today with Brody. You can send us our videos. We'll gladly put them up. Give us your full review. You know, just a couple minutes. I understand it's sometimes very awkward to make a video by yourself. Trust me. I know this. Chad knows this. Uh, anybody oh, yeah. part of Project Louder, we have all done it. You get used to it. It's just like ripping a Band-Aid. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to start telling you where you can watch this shit. Um, so I got it up here, and it pretty much it looks like you can run it on all the main sites from YouTube, iTunes, Vudu, Amazon, and all that good shebang. Now, it was also brought up by our I, boss I, man. I have the Shutter app on my phone. Let me okay. Uh, that it might also possibly be on Shutter. So we got our Dark Lord checking that out for us. And if now. you don't have Shutter, shame on you because oh my God, dude, Shutter's so good. We really need. I would love to figure out if we could ever somehow get them as a spot, like a sponsor or whatever. Imagine having our own little Gormore promo code. He's sexy. Hold on, I gotta log in. It's it's been a while since I've used. No, it, you're so fine. But no, man. 1987's Prince of Darkness next week. Like I said, you could watch it on pretty much any of your mainstream sites. Hopefully, Shutter. That'd be great because I always like personally going to them. Uh, the other thing I got to say about Shutter is they got to fix their search bar because I feel like it's always weird in all the apps. I don't know why, but what do we got there, Chadwick? Any luck? Uh, I, it's been a while. I forgot my password. God you're God. fine. You're fine. So tell you what, Gorehounds, I, Big Johnny D, will check this. If we can't find this out before we end, I will put it up in our Gore and More discussion group on Facebook and let you know if we got it. Uh, and if you are not part of the Gore More discussion group, you should. Okay, I got to do a password recovery. Sorry, guys. You're, no, you're fine, buddy. You're fine. I mean, I know it's I know it's saved on the TV and everything, but I don't have the Roku hooked up back here because you know bandwidth. Right. 
Hell yeah, man. We got to save this for this show. So yeah, man. Other than that, I would say you got anything else this week, bud? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I think we hit pretty much everything, you know, when we did our whole, you know, exactly. All right. So I guess the last little spiel I'll say, and that was because it was mentioned in our fucking comments from our lovely boss, man, Bigfoot predator. So I did watch a new horror movie this week because of our boss, man, and it is on prime and it is called primal rage. Yes. I understand. <laughs> Everybody thinks of the video game. That's where I went to. And I'm like, copyright what how doesn't matter uh it's a crazy it's a nice quick film it's not too long it's overly gory overly fast paced and it's pretty much friday the 13th meets predator with bigfoot overtones fucking phenomenal and uh now i'm sure tj is kind of the same thing but now he's got me on this weird like Bigfoot horror movie binge fest because <laughs> I started watching a few more and there's another good one. I watched. It was like found footage called exist. And that was on Tubi. Uh, I got to finish that, but it was pretty good, but nice. Awesome. Hell yeah. Sean, I don't, get that sweet VHS taking forever. That's oh, all good. Like I said, we can, uh, we can always pop that up on our Gormore discussion page. And uh, so I think that's going to be it, sir. So, yeah, I think, I think we had a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought we got it. Wait, uh, oh, is I, it on Shutter, Sean? Okay, so we might have confirmation that it is on Shutter. Nice. Uh, but that being said, please join us in uh, checking out Project Louder and all the amazing content that we offer. I believe we are up to, and I, I apologize if I get this wrong, I think we're up to 16 shows as of right now. That's that's what i have been told and i think there might be another one on the way don't quote me on that but oh my god man we got content for days you heard the ad already we pretty much got everything that you could want we got your horror review obviously Mm -hmm. uh we got wrestling we got sports we got other movie reviews besides horror we have just generalized talk we have comics we have kaijus we have holy fuck we have Mick Strong, the man himself, with some of the most amazing stories and talented people that him and Boss Man could find. And I uh, I need to listen to the newest one because all I'm going to say is uh, kangaroo testicles. And oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say to that. I hope Mick's laughing out there. But I think that's it, buddy. So uh, this was your intern boss, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, Gorehounds. And this is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Crispin, seeing, I'll see you next time, bitches. Uh, Hollywood? <laughs> you make me fucking cry, you son Hi, of a Ashton, one of Hollywood's most beloved actors, appeared in countless movies and TV shows. Just to name a few. Yes! Weird Sides. Weird <laughs> Science, Aliens. Tombstone, True Lies, Apollo 13, Twister, and Titanic. On February 14th of 2017, Bill Paxton underwent open-heart surgery. Eleven days later, on February 25th, he suffered a stroke and passed away. He was 61. He was laid to rest here at Forest Lawn Memorial Park of Hollywood Hills. He will truly be missed. I think this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. Yeah! Cairo is a day at the beach next to this. It's already here!
am the ultimate Yeah, you are, buddy. State of the badass army. After her long fall from the world above. <laughs> okay, I do not see Prince of Darkness on Shudder. No, it's not? Okay. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> Good science, man. Dude, I still do the move, the opening, the door opening move that he did in that, where he turns around and then 